0: Welcome back, Ford Explorers. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to remind you that we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, we have a Patreon where you can support us and get subliminal shout-outs, we have a TikTok where we do news, and most importantly, we have our hotline. Typically, we tell you a story, but we want you to tell us a story. So call us or text us at the hotline, tell us your story, and enjoy this week's episode. See you guys. Love you.
1: And welcome back, Ford Explorers, to this, the Assacat Spirit Hour. I, of course, am the colonel, unless you're meeting me for the first time, in which case, hey, nice to meet you. I'm the colonel. This is my son, Caleb. Hello. And this is the Cat Spirit Hour, where we like to postulate in all the weird things that maybe were, never were in the world. Uh, today, we've got a pretty fun case. You know, we we cover the gamut. We like to cover everything from ghosts to UFOs to true crime, to missing people, to all that sort of stuff, but our favorite, our, our meat and potatoes is pretty much anything you'd catch on Coast to Coast AM late at night, Yes. so aliens, conspiratorial stuff. This week we've got a really good conspiracy, we're talking about a helicopter crash that involves a former, uh, a, I almost said distinguished. But <laughs> I, There's not.
0: nothing distinguished about him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not
1: so sure, that's true. Uh, former President Donald Trump, uh, a helicopter crash in 1989, and three executives that went down in it. But, before we get into that, first of all, nice, well, we can't see. You right now, but or can we? (laughs) It's nice to see you guys. Look behind you. It's good to have have you back. Sorry, things are a little you know, yeah. messy, but we got
0: sick. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, I had a sinus infection like you wouldn't believe, but I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, yeah. So we are back. We are happy to talk about it, but to those that aren't joining us for the first time, you know what time it is at the beginning of the podcast before we get into our main story. And that is uh, the ghost report. I yes. own a little haunted bar in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. And Caleb happens to work there, uh, there, you don't have to dox us. That's where, that's where it is. Um, And it happens to be quite haunted in our experience. And as a weekly endeavor, we like to, or I guess in this case, however long it's been since we've done a podcast, we like to talk about the ghost experiences we may have had in the past however long. Caleb, would you like to talk about that? Yes. So this week's ghost report uh, started
0: out strong in the time since I've seen you last and then kind of tapered off. I think the ghost is mad at me. That's the joke we have running at the bar. Uh, Of course, the lights have been going in and out. Um, One of the cool things is one of the backlights right above where I usually work, I've been uh, moving more towards behind the bar now, one of the lights uh, went out in the strand, and then I thought it just fizzled out, like went dead, the filament went dead, and then it turned back on after like a week. Ooh, that's spooky. Yeah, Yeah. so um, the lights keep changing colors. Uh, The big one is... Again, I was in the bathroom and it sounded like someone was trying to get in and I opened the door and only me and the other bartender were the only people there.
1: Those doors, man,
0: the jiggly doors. They really are and they the the floor is angled ever so slightly that would make sense for the door to open. Um, but it never is like across the board. like sometimes it'll s- slowly open itself and sometimes it'll slowly close itself. And if the floor was at an angle like that, it only do one. It wouldn't do both. yeah, but for some reason, that door does
1: both. yeah. and the interesting thing about that is the angle that you're talking about is it's angled against the back wall. And the bathroom doors open, like bathroom doors. So it would make sense for them to open in. I guess I should say, insinuate that that means they open in. Anybody who's ever dealt with fire code knows. Yes. That means that they open in. So they open in. There should never be a reason that they would close. They're big, heavy, old wooden doors. What's funny is those doors aren't from the original space, but they are just as old Um And I got them out of a, you know, a spooky old picking barn in Southern Indiana. So who knows what kind of stuff might come with those doors because they really do seem to have a mind of their own. They, they will open, close, lock. And to those at home who maybe don't understand, our bathrooms are two individual ADA compliant small rooms. So Mm -hmm. they're like two 15 by 15 foot square rooms or eight by seven foot square rooms. Sorry. And um, they have doors on the outside. So these aren't bathrooms where you, like, walk into the larger bathroom and there are stalls. These are just the doors. And what's interesting about them is they're old glass doors. And I just smoked the glass so they would be cool looking while you're in the bathroom and nobody can see anything. But I honestly think that added so much to the creepy factor. Yes. Yeah. It's like when you're in the bathroom by yourself and just the lights are on in there. We have black lights in there. And you have the black lights on and the windows are fogged and you don't have any other lights on or heaven forbid you have like the flickery ones that are in the bar outside of that. It's pretty fucking spooky. It is, especially yeah. when you
0: catch shadows. I've caught shadows a couple of times where it almost seems like someone's waiting on the bathroom and I'll get <laughs> out
1: and like, no one's in line to get the bathroom, anything like that. That's just your Midwestern subconscious <laughs> making itself. You just feel guilty. Cause you're like, Oh shit. So I know somebody's waiting for me. I'm I like, just man, I'm
0: pooping on the clock. I shouldn't. I need it I
1: clear poop on the clock. I'm fine with it. I think it's a perfectly good use of company
0: time. Um, And then as the week went on, uh, everything just kind of fizzled out. We're getting a lot less activity. The The only notable thing is we had a glass just kind of fall off where we keep the glasses by itself. No one was by it. It's not on an angle. There's a rubber mat that keeps it down and a glass just fell down and shattered.
1: That's crazy. No one touched it. That's while just on top of the fridge or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those who don't know, it's like a little beer fridge. It's like something that sits and you know, it vibrates, but it doesn't vibrate. Nothing would come off of it. Yeah, no, Where not we put at all. All of our glassware. If it fell off, everything would be falling off every day. Well, that's an interesting one. Uh, for those who maybe know, if you're listening to this and you have comments available to you in front of us, feel free to leave us a message if you've ever had doors that were a little too animated or a little too, uh, you felt like maybe you had a haunted door or if you have wacky haunted bathrooms, Rooms, by all means, leave us your story. We love to hear that stuff. We, yes. at the beginning, we talk about our hotline. You can always call that as well. But leave us a comment. We love hearing your little ghost stories. Um, but yeah, and it's cool. It's it's nice to hear. Um, I would love to hear my my response to that. Great ghost report. And my response to that is I would really like something to excite the lady with the long hair again. Yeah, Whatever that might mean. I don't know what that means. I think she's mad at me. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to suss this out. Another thing you could leave in the comments to any of you uh, witchy folks out there. Please don't Take offense to what I just said if I said it wrong. But if you have any advice for Caleb, you think maybe there's something he could do or you think maybe there's like a hex or a cleansing he needs to do, (laughs) leave it in the comments. Let us know because I'm pretty sure you're right. I think that the lady with the long hair is mad at you. I think she's disappointed because when we first opened, she would give you attention pretty much every day. And then it seemed like there was like a series where... Um, of interactions where she didn't, uh, she wasn't very happy with you. Yeah. She she went from like fun interactions to slightly more malicious interactions, Mm -hmm. and now they're kind of disappearing, which is sort of wild.
0: Yeah, I, I almost wonder if, like, I don't know, since I've been taking more vacations and stuff like that, she's mad that I'm not in the spot as much.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a ghost, right? It's yeah. Like, maybe do ghosts suffer from separation anxiety? You think they might, you know, animals do. And <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder if, if maybe, maybe we do once we're, I guess, you know, like if you've passed on and you're a ghost and you're, Like and someone can see you, Mm -hmm. that would be pretty valuable, man. It would be a damn shame to lose that person. So I can understand why she's mad at you. Well, stop. I've said it. No, the ghost is going to say it. Stop taking so many days off. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) There you go. Leave that comment. Caleb's mother, leave a comment. Tell him to stop taking so many days off. Well, again, thank you for the ghost report. And anybody who's listening, if you want to leave us a comment, maybe you have some advice or you have a story you'd like to share with us too, please do. But with that said, we're going to move on to the main story today. The main story is a doozy. Uh, It's going to be a fun one to talk about. We obviously on this Show, we like to, we sort of specialize. I say, I say, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're experts. Uh, we specialize in um, not doing our own homework, but instead in speculation.
0: Yes. Uh, we, we
1: love to speculate. We, um, we sometimes speculate to a level that some people find annoying. Uh, we see it as a hobby. It's sort of like doing a, um, a bit. You yes. Know? <laughs> and today is going to have I say that because today is going to have a lot of it. There's a tremendous amount of speculation because today the case we're talking about, um, because it involves uh, Donald Trump and it involves um, what kind of seems like, well, we'll get into it. But possibly foul play in the deaths of three people, um, obviously, and the way that those three people perished in the helicopter crash that they died in are all very, very suspicious. It's super suspicious, and... (laughs) like So, as a matter of fact, to be... We didn't say this at the beginning, but this is actually the beginning of a two-part series. Yes. The next episode, we to fully preface this, the next episode is going to be about Ivana, Ivana's death, because to be perfectly honest, when that happened, we were like, oh shit, she fell down some stairs. Somebody killed her, obviously. We know what that looks like. All of our fans know what that looks like. Four Explorers know what it looks like when somebody doesn't kill themselves. And our immediate thought, just like last year when the Rust case popped up Mm -hmm. and our immediate thought was like, um, she might be onto something if she's saying conspiracy, then obviously for those who listen to those episodes, we had the opportunity to get very close to that case. And it turns out we were right. Uh, She was being conspired against. And now the FBI has since shown that to be true in just the past few weeks, which has been a lot of fun. Um, Seeing all of the stuff that we were told about uh, basically a year previous, it's all in those two episodes. Mm -hmm. And then you can listen to those and now watch as all this stuff is coming to be and see that the FBI is finding the same things that we found. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'm excited to see we'll have this episode about the plane crash and next week's episode. About uh, Ivanka or Ivana? Ivana falling
1: down the stairs. Yeah, Ivana falling down
0: the stairs. Yeah, (laughs) because it it
1: just it all feel it felt too um, like predestined, felt too likely. Yeah, and in researching that, it took me all of fifteen minutes to be like, "Oh shit, this helicopter crash is way suspicious,
0: very suspicious." And I'm excited to see with all the things with the the FBI raids Mar-a-Lago and stuff like that, if some of this stuff
1: gets uncovered as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because you know, like you know. They've disclosed what they actually found there. Well, not what. Obviously, not the documents, but the number and the type of documents that they found. Guys, look. It's the nuclear code. exactly. Look. It's 627BANANA. Wait. Trump, ordered the nuclear codes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look, six, two, seven, Wait, Trump, what the nuclear Weird, what codes? if they arrest me tomorrow? Because I actually just gave it away. One, two, three. <laughs> two. Three. Password. What's the four. New, what's the nuclear code? Password? <laughs> Uh, I really like Admin (laughs) Admin Yeah Admin Uh, But yeah So the two stories Basically can't be told Without one another Yes Which is why we wanted to Because while this Today's story Definitely adds A greater context um, When we're looking into A much more speculative situation Like the one that we have With Ivana That we're more guessing about This we have some more Hard facts about But Mm -hmm. the hard facts From this case Kind of help lay a story That might lead To Trump's involvement I mean we all Let's be honest We won't bury the lead For next week's episode But there's a very good chance he was involved in Ivana's murder all of that lines up far too conspicuously um the same was true of this and i mean shit man i know a broken clock is right twice two times a day Mm -hmm. but like how this how many times can a dude get away with this and it makes you wonder how many times has he gotten away with this yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's interesting, but we'll get into it. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you do what you normally do. Why don't you tell them what? Give a little background about what happened before we get into too much speculation.
0: Yeah. So to take you back to the time, it is October of 1989, um, and three executives for different Trump properties. Um, we're going to be talking about Stephen
1: Hyde. No, there's only three of them. The three different Trump properties. No, I'm just kidding. He's trying to say they're yeah, they're three executives over four properties. Yes, I feel like the man probably treats his people as property.
0: Um, Stephen Hyde, who is the 43 year old chief executive officer at Trump's Atlantic City casino operations, uh, Mark G. Intis, who is a 38 year old president of Taj Mahal Casino Project, and Jonathan Beninov who was a 33-year-old senior vice president of the Trump Plaza Casino Hotel. Those are the three executives we're going to be talking about today. And definitely
1: not a Russian asset.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so these executives were in New York City for a news conference uh, promoting the February 3rd World Boxing Organization bout between junior welterweights Hector Camacho and Vinny Pazienza.
1: Oh, I'm going to stop you right here before we get torn apart. That's Camacho. Camacho? Yeah, he's like a legendary boxer. I don't know a lot about yeah, boxing. He, that's why I stopped yeah. It was gonna macho t- Camacho, man.
0: It was gonna take place February 3rd of the following year at Trump's Plaza Hotel. So all the executives were there for this press conference, advertising it, promoting it, everything like that. And then they needed to go from New York City back to Atlantic uh, Atlantic City to then go about their business. So the day is October 10th, and they all meet with Trump in his office, and they're like, all right, well, we have to catch this helicopter. Interesting thing on the helicopter, which I'll get into just a second, but they're like, we have to get this uh, helicopter back to Atlantic City. We're headed out. And he's like, all right, I'll see you guys. The weird thing about this helicopter is Trump had a whole fleet of his own personal helicopters, whole fleet of his own personal helicopters branded with his name, everything like that. His properties own them. The Trump administration or not administration organization owned these helicopters. The one that these three executives were taking not owned by him. Hmm. yes it was like number one it was a rental helicopter it was a
1: rental augusta uh t- a 109a helicopter yeah which the most people are relatively i don't mean to interrupt but yeah. most people have seen those that's like you know like what the president shows up on yeah like, it's it's what executives fly in on anytime that like a fancy fighter shows up in a helicopter it's usually in an augusta 109
0: yeah it's it's a very common just like people mover helicopter
1: yeah because we are talking about um a crash and we're talking about you know, the quality of the aircraft involved in that crash. I did some research. I looked up the NTSB statistics on that aircraft, the crash statistics, which we'll get into here a little later, Mm -hmm. um, because that side of it is obviously very interesting to us. But I want everybody to know that it's a very ubiquitous helicopter. This is a very, very common helicopter, which... um, given the circumstances, makes it all a little bit even harder to believe.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a very
1: short flight, too. So it's just from New York City to Atlantic City. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, I've, <laughs> I've taken that flight in a plane before. It's very, very fast. In a helicopter, it's only going to be a little bit longer. So
0: they take off around uh, 1 p.m., a uh, little closer to 1.20 after they get off the ground. And at 1.50 p.m. on October 10th, the helicopter comes crashing down into the median of the Garden State Highway in Lacey Township, New Jersey. Man, like, living in New Jersey isn't bad enough. (laughs) Imagine, I mean, it's 150, so, like, you're on your lunch break from work, and (laughs) you're just going along, and all of a sudden, a helicopter just crashes in the
1: highway right in front of you. Well, and even worse, like, it's 150, so, like, there's a decent chance a lot of people, most that a lot of the people on that road right now, are uh, unemployed. Yeah. (laughs) That's even worse. So
0: the helicopter crashes into the median of the garden state highway, uh, instantly killing the pilot, the co-pilot and the three executives that are on
1: board. You don't say,
0: yeah. Um, uh, eyewitness was actually camping nearby when he saw the helicopter crash. He His was name camping
1: was, by the freeway. He was camping by the Someone freeway. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm a witness. I'm a camper. I mean, yeah, but do you <laughs> have a home to go back to? I have a camper.
0: <laughs> I was camping on this freeway and I saw the whole thing. And they're like, "What are
1: you doing here?" He was like
0: witnessing the
1: crash. Oh, yeah, this feels like <laughs> a dude who got caught like publicly urinating. And they're like, "Hey, buddy, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, no, I'm camping. I'm camping. I'm camping. Did you see that fucking <laughs> helicopter? That was." Cool
0: crazy, huh? (laughs) Uh, Sir, you're under arrest. You can't live here. And he's like, I'm not living here. They're like, well, what are you doing in this tent alongside the highway? He goes, I was witnessing. (laughs) (laughs) So the the state police interview, uh, Tom Murray is his name. Uh, He's from East Providence, Rhode Island. He said he was camping nearby. That's such a Rhode Island name. (laughs) Yeah, Tom Murray from Rhode Island. So uh, they asked him, they're like, so what did you see? And he was like, well... Uh, The rotor stopped spinning and became disconnected from the helicopter mm. and started to fly away on its own.
1: <laughs>
0: he then said, it seems like an eternity watching it plummet to the ground. Oh, yeah, you're watching a helicopter crash. Yeah, man. and I, I mean,
1: <laughs> that's one of those things. Would like, you even know you were watching a helicopter crash?
0: I think I think there's an exact moment where you go from watching a helicopter <laughs> fly ground, to a know? helicopter oh, crash. that was crashing. The, the moment it's, the body's no longer stably moving in a single yeah, direction, because if you've ever seen a helicopter It's very much just, like, straight lines. The moment you see it do this, you're like, oh, fuck, that's wrong. (laughs) Also, the moment the top rotor came off.
1: Yeah. That's probably a pretty good indicator that things are fucked. So, not only did the top rotor come off. It's a homeless guy. He's, like, cooking his (laughs) hobo beans, and he's talking to squirrels or whatever homeless people in New Jersey do. And he's, like, looking up at the freeway, and he's like, hmm, is that helicopter flying or (gasps) crashing? Crashing. It's crashing. (laughs) He did a coin flip. He's like, all right,
0: heads, it's flying. Tails, it's crashing. Oh, crash. Crash it. <laughs> um, so the helicopter hits the freeway and fucking explodes. Well,
1: as helicopters that
0: hit freeways are known to do. Parts go everywhere. So State Police Sergeant Anthony Aceto said that the main rotor was found
1: about a quarter mile north of the crash site. Can you imagine the depth of the sigh that man let out when he got to the crime scene?
0: <laughs> Could you I yeah,
1: it's scary, but the people are already dead and he just has to clean it up and do the paperwork. He was yeah. probably just like God
0: well, damn. the thing is, too, like that is now an active crime scene, and
1: and a freeway on a freeway, it's and Garden State Parkway too.
0: And as anyone
1: that's been anywhere near, like a car crash on a highway, knows yeah.
0: that traffic, oh, yeah,
1: dude, goddamn, you can like blow a tire and it holds up ten miles of traffic. Yeah. I can just <laughs> throw in a chopper right in the middle.
0: I know that uh, we were once driving back from a. Uh, Wedding in Wisconsin, so from Wisconsin to Indiana, and there was a single crash on the highway that caused us to be stopped for, I think, four and a half hours. Oh, man. And it's because it was a three-car crash. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a helicopter. (laughs)
1: Helicopter in New Jersey would definitely be worse.
0: Yeah, so he's probably thinking, like, cool, this highway is unusable for the next, I don't know, three days. (laughs) So he says that they found the main road about a quarter mile north of the crash site, and... While they were searching a bunch of irresponsible other helicopter parts. Uh, Frank Gorski, the regional director for the National Transportation Safety Board, said that immediately they were assessing what parts were there. And they're like, "Okay, cool. We found the top rotor. Where the fuck's the rear rotor? Yeah,
1: yeah. That there's was two, too. there's
0: two rotors that make a helicopter fly.
1: Well, on this one, not at on all. Well, ones, yeah, yeah. Yes. Again, very <laughs> conventional helicopter.
0: Uh, they said that the loss of one rotor could have been caused by the other one falling off. So once the first one came off, did too much stress on the back one, launched the back one. It took them a couple hours to find it. It was uh, three-fourths of a mile away from the crash site.
1: Damn. Yeah, even the rotors wanted to get the fuck. Out of there. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to be stopped on the freeway. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that feels very much like, um, like a malicious version of Cars. Yeah, like those rotors knew what they did. Oh, and most like, definitely. We need to get the fuck out of Dodge, so for Chevy or whoever sponsors that movie. <laughs>
0: um, like I said, the pilot, the co-pilot, and all three executives die instantly, and this huge investigation goes underway. Because I mean, it kind of has to when anything with even av- like avionics happens. Huge investigation goes down. Yeah,
1: well, also, um... Uh, three executives to a casino that would then be part of an enormous scam and washout died in a helicopter that slammed into the freeway, in case we forgot. Sorry for shouting, but (laughs) it slammed into the freeway. Yeah, they're going to look into it. Uh, That's not a thing that you just kind of wash your hands and you're like, well, it's not like um, the airdropped dick pics on that Southwest flight recently where people were just like, well, you should stop doing that so we can get going. And that's what happened. No, they're going to investigate this.
0: Yeah, so... The full uh, FAA investigation goes underway, and and you read up a little more than I did about this, but do you want to give their full
1: reasoning of what caused what happened? So the FAA investigates it, but they only investigate the airspace, the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board. They're the ones who decide how and why things crash, and their claim was that the top rotor had come loose because um, there was a known factory defect With these helicopters that on the top rotor in the factory, when they put on the glue, they would just lay on the glue, this glue for a portion of the connecting. Basically, this is the rotor. This is where it connects. Yeah. And they glue this portion on. And then they alleged that there was a defect because when they would go back in after the glue was dried, they just chip it off like with a chisel rather than wipe it off when it was wet. And sometimes when you would do that, you would cause uh, micro fractures in the in the blade. And then those micro fractures over time can absolutely get significantly worse and lead to issues like that. So, according to the NTSB's report, there was a pre existing. Um, it was a pre-existing condition of the rotor that came as a manufacturer's air. And that's what caused the helicopter to fall out of the air. Because as it flew under regular hours, the stress that was put on the blades caused the micro fractures to grow and grow and grow over time. And then eventually when they took off that day, they broke. And that is what happened. However, the likelihood of that happening is exceptionally low. Um, I believe that the statistic from the NTSB is that for every 100,000 hours of operation for that helicopter, 5.6 fatalities occur. There were three people aboard this helicopter. That's three fatalities. Well, five, including the pilot and co-pilot. Yeah, that's true. So that's five fatalities, which means that that could easily fill out the one. I was thinking that it was a lot at half of it, but that could almost fill out the entire years. I mean, it's not a year's worth. It's for 100,000. But think about it kind of like that Yeah. um, for all of the helicopters. So the likelihood of this crash is very low. And that helicopter hadn't been owned for a service period long enough for that to really necessarily seem possible.
0: Yeah, that helicopter only flew for 944 hours.
1: Right. So you're saying that in 944 hours, this problem was severe enough that in 900 hours... It ripped the rotor off, but not so severe that it wasn't noticeable. So there could have just been a great deal of negligence at play in this crash, but there was definitely more than just the, I would, my assessment is that more than just the rotor are to blame. Yeah. I think that um, while the rotor failure definitely absolutely caused it, I think What caused that rotor failure is a whole different conversation because to go back to what the manufacturer said about why it happens, they allege that it happens because the chisels damage and cause micro fractures. You would think they don't make like a thousand fucking helicopters a day. You'd think of the four helicopters they make a day, they can make note. Yeah. And it would go into the maintenance notes and they would say that, oh, hey, this one was dealt with a chisel. And it's important to point out that this was a fleet helicopter from a rental company. If you don't think that it wasn't thoroughly inspected, I will say that helicopters do get x-rayed the rotors do get x-rayed and now I can't say that happened for this, but that does happen when they need to insure them. Yeah, absolutely. There are all kinds of weird scans and stuff they'll do of internal parts of planes and helicopters. Um, I want to point out right now, just very quickly to everybody. Part of the reason that we like to fly planes so much is because if, when was the last time outside of Gwen Shamblin which we talked about, it's our yeah. number one podcast when was the last time you heard of a plane crash killing somebody? It's always a helicopter crash. Yeah, And it's because helicopters are easier to crash but they're also not easier to crash they, they're they easier to sabotage it's easier for something to go wrong and not be able to fix it because it doesn't have any wings mm-hmm. you know like those Cessna 172's that we learn in, those yeah. can't even go into a spin like they can't, they yeah. can they and physically if... aren't built to do that, they can't fall out of the sky, it's not really possible.
0: Yeah, their engine dies. They they have wings to back them up to where you can
1: safely glide back to uh, back to the ground. Or if your rotor came off, you know, if yeah. you lost an engine. Heaven forbid, while we were up there, you know, bird strikes and stuff happen. there's Engine stalls happen. Your alternator dies. Whatever mm-hmm. things will happen while you're flying a plane, especially an older plane, where you're like, okay, I just got to glide it now. Yeah. The, obviously, the huge disadvantage there with a helicopter is you can't glide shit. And the only thing that would give you the ability to do that just came off. Now, it's also worth pointing out that a helicopter cannot glide on its rotor. Oh, no. I want to make that a yeah don't think that's possible i don't think those are six tiny little wings that's not what
0: i think those are yeah the engine dies and you're like fuck put it into glide mode and they just start flapping oh yeah three of them go together on either side
1: yeah it's like in dune (laughs) what are those things in dune called oh the 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 ornithopters Ornithopters. or the ornithopters Yeah. yeah it's like that they just turn to the side and then they start working like that that is not how a helicopter works so i will say that um the rotor shearing off like that is both possible uh, according to the NTSB and to uh, the FAA, as well as the manufacturer. Um, and there are crash statistics for specifically. I want to make it clear that that crash statistic that I shared, the 5.6 and a hundred thousand hours, that is based specifically just on this issue in this helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those crash statistics were just like, I don't know car crash statistics crack me up because you don't have to be that specific about them. So they're just like, what happened? Oh, flat tire. I don't know. Phone. I don't know. You, you know how the inspection at the airport is. It's oh like, yeah. That's like, how I- was your flight? Oh, it was okay. When did you fart? Yeah. Why? When did you fart? You farted in this plane. When did you do it? And it's like, it's on the paperwork. It's on my lock. You have to keep track of absolutely everything.
0: That's what I was going to say. Uh, as amateur flyboys ourselves, um, there's extensive pre-check flights that you have to go through. Yeah, dude. And, and like
1: so many of them. And that's a, uh, that's at, that's us hopping in the airport at the club. You know yeah. what I mean? Imagine what... It, like that's an air club. You know what I mean? Imagine yeah. if we were in... I don't know. Like a, if you were working at a regular airport, if you were a fleet guy flying this helicopter that's not yours... The thing is going to get checked out, like thoroughly checked out or or and this is we'll get into here in just a minute after the ad break. It could also be tremendous negligence on the part of the person who hired the company knowing full well that maybe they'd look the other way or know that maybe they've got a bad rep uh, yeah. for helicopters falling out of the sky or just doing shady things. Um, there are two sides to this coin, but oh, I do 100%. have a hard time believing. I will say this. Um, I have a hard time believing based on the NTSB numbers that the helicopter, um, the, the reason that the rotor came off is accurate. I don't believe that it was a manufacturer's error. I think that manufacturer error happened. And I think the NTSB knows that. And I think maybe the people involved in the crash might've known that. I think if you need to, uh, crash a helicopter that, uh, has three people on it. You probably don't want to own it, right? Yep. And you also are probably going to look for a helicopter that's prone to do the thing that you're going to cover up happening. It's like cutting the brakes. <laughs> I'm going to have to redact mm-hmm. this. It's like cutting the brakes on a Ford Explorer. There are, like, certain things that if you were to do that – now, you can't really do that because you can tell if a brake's been cut. Don't yeah. go do that. Yeah, don't go do uh, that. But, you know, there are certain pre existing conditions that vehicles might have yeah. that you can exploit – for your own, you know what I mean? Like, you could run a K... This is really niche, but for the adventure bike motorcycle people out there, you could run a KLR without oil forever. And then you could just blame the doohickey for when your tim- your timing chain goes out. Yeah, you know, there's, That's a manufacturer error. That's the thing you can actually blame. And this doesn't feel like that. And, and your point of, like, not
0: wanting your name to be on there, uh, I will, before we get to the ad break and then our theories, we'll say back in 2016... A Trump helicopter, one that actually belonged to his fleet, that had his branding on it, um, clipped a fence of an airport. The, The back rotor clipped a fence and almost immediately was considered inoperable, not able to take off. And the first thing that they did was rip the Trump branding off of it. Before they even put it onto uh, the back of a truck to take it to a mechanic, that's the first thing they did. And no one was injured. It was it clipping a fence. So how coincidental is it's this once in a fun 10 million chance thing of happening... And it just happens to be one of the helicopters that doesn't have your brand on
1: it. Yeah, after you've already had one little boo boo and you rip that one off, yeah. like you've had the time to learn this lesson. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll get into all that as we get into what could have caused it, what what our what our theories are, who's yep. behind this crash, who had to to gain and who had a lot to lose other than <laughs> their lives from it. But we're a bona fide podcast now, and we have real actual sponsors, which is kind of crazy. So we're gonna we we've made a deal with them. <laughs> the fifty yard line that's where we put all, we put our ads back to back. So we're gonna throw to uh, I guess. Us. Yeah, we're gonna throw to us doing some commercials, then we'll be right back, y'all, We love you. Do you love the
0: aesthetic of having a carafe of freshly squeezed orange juice on the breakfast table, but don't want to deal with the hassle of drinking 43 ounces of sweet nectar? Does your restaurant need one of those cool fountain drink dispensers, but you're worried no one will order the beverage inside? Well, there's now a simple solution: non-potable juice! Non-potable juice has already swept the nation, making headlines in Alaskan schools and Californian old folks' homes, bringing cheer and comfort to all sorts of demographics. Just remember, though, do not drink it. Whatever you do, do not drink the non-potable juice. Loyal Acid Cat Spirit Hour listeners will get 20% off their first order of 50 ounces of non-potable juice today by using promo code ACIDCAT20 at checkout. Once again, that's Acid Cat 20 at checkout for 20% off your first order of over 50 ounces of non-potable juice. Non-potable juice. Great to look at, but for the love of God, please don't drink it.
1: Hi, folks. With the way things are these days, are you feeling exhausted, feeling sad when you don't want to, looking to take on new hobbies or pursue an entirely new path in life? Maybe you just want to drink and drive, but you get too sleepy? Well, folks, try cocaine. Guaranteed to make all your bad feelings feel really good, cocaine has been scientifically proven to feel great, make you stronger smarter stronger faster stronger and even more handsome you know so if you're tired of restful nights of sleep spent not grinding your teeth worry no more then try cocaine today use use code acid cats with a z for your first free gram with the purchase of an eight ball once again that's acid cats with a z for a free gram um but don't tell lenny we sent you because i still owe him a little bit of money Hello, and welcome back everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed our commercials. And if you fast- forwarded through them, it's nice to see you again so quickly. <laughs> All right, now we've discussed uh, what happened and the slightly the suspicious um, context circumstances, I guess more accurate, by which it happened, Yes, uh, a helicopter for those who maybe forgot over the past one minute of commercials, uh, Donald Trump has three execs in his helicopter, well not his, it's rented, but it's an identical helicopter, to the ones he normally uses, that one falls out of the air and into the Garden State uh, Parkway on October, it was 10th of 1989. Yes, October 10th, 1989. Okay, the NTSB tells us that it happened because the rotor had a manufacturer's um, issue that caused micro um, fractures within the blade, and then over the service hours, those fractures got worse and eventually caused it to shear off.
0: Yeah, uh, which is a once in a... What, 100 million chance?
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, like I said at the beginning, um, you know, the statistics for something like that is five people die in one of those helicopters every 100,000 hours of operation. That's a lot of hours, everybody. That's Mm -hmm. a lot more than we all work every year. You know, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of hours. And that's six people for every one of those, which means that, statistically speaking, for the next 200,000 hours of operation – no one can die. Yeah. Until that gets reset back to normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So statistically speaking, um, yeah, incredibly rare while the NTSB claimed that it was very likely to have happened as we've discussed a number of times on this show. Um, and as we've experienced both, uh, well less personally, but through people that we've met through flying and things like that, both the FAA and the NTSB are very flawed bodies, just like Every other body is, which means that they make a lot of mistakes, and they're also very, very susceptible to manipulation, especially if you happen to have deep pockets. Yes. Um, So with that said, the idea, the first theory, I suppose, is the responsible thing to do that we always do, which is Occam's razor. We follow the common narrative. So that is this rotor came from the manufacturer broken. Uh, Trump was... Allegedly very lucky which we'll get into in just a second about not being on this helicopter and it was a pure accident and when the rotor sheared off it was just dumb luck and unfortunately it cost three five people their lives Um the rotor shearing off on the back. Um, we talked about that a little bit and realistically that was probably because of the force of the top rotor coming off. Yes. Once it was off again, as we discussed at the beginning, these aren't wings. Um, so they aren't going to hold up to those, those like torsional forces. So Mm -hmm. it just caused it to rip right off and shoot right back. Um, but that being said, the most likely explanation being that it was this one in a million chance. I mean, that alone is fuel to make you think about it.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's very coincidental as it stands, um, but then we get into what happens the days following. Yeah, and it just gets even more coincidental. Absolutely, please tell them. So only a few days after the crash happens, um, Trump elevated John Jack O'Donnell, uh, the chief operating officer of Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. The luck, or the the
1: most unlucky guy to live through this.
0: Yes. Um, Elevates him not only to be the president of Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino, uh, but to president of all three properties. Which is a really strange move, unless you know something's happening with two of those three properties.
1: Yeah, logistically speaking, asking someone to take over the duties of running three very large multi-entertainment properties in the form of casinos is absurd. Yes. Especially... Uh, someone who historically, Mr. Trump, now, this is a man who's known for talking out of every direction one can talk out of his mouth. But he talks, he does a lot of double talk. He'll tell yep. you you're his best friend while telling you that you're a piece of shit. Yep. And Jack O'Donnell was a person that he maligned for most of his career, said that he was why most of these businesses, you know, he gets asked. Trump fails a lot. And that's not a political statement. That's what we're saying. He just does. In yeah. business, he, he takes a lot of chances and he his businesses fold a lot and this is a guy who for the majority of it blamed jack o'donnell it's your fault it's your fault all these things are falling apart it's your fault and then the three executives disappear they die in this very very mysterious questionable crash and you have a guy who all of a sudden is the the golden son that's the guy you're gonna put in charge somebody that you call what did you call him a third rate yes
0: uh in a couple different interviews that have then uh, come out after uh the Post put up a May 20, uh, 2016 interview with Trump. Uh, a bunch of different audio clips have come up. One saying that O'Donnell was a third-rate executive, and another one saying that only because he was the only one standing, I put Jack O'Donnell in there.
1: Yeah, which was not what he was saying at the time. No, And no. speaking of which... Uh, would you like to get into it now or should we wait to get into whether or not uh, Big Donnie was even supposed to be on that helicopter? Uh,
0: let's get into it now because okay. it's a it's an interesting point of contention.
1: Yeah, so uh, the other fact towards uh, whether or not um, the people that were on that plane were pure good people who died of an accident or targets by Donald Trump is he has oscillated back and forth pretty much at any given opportunity about whether or not he was or was not intended to be on that helicopter flight. Um, it came up a lot in 2016 when he was running for president because people were like, wait, didn't you get three guys killed in 1989? And his response to that was, no, no, I was supposed to be on that helicopter. I would yep. have been killed as well, despite the fact that since 1989 for the, you know, the the 20, almost 30, no, 30 years um, before he would run for office, almost 40. He went back and forth a lot, basically dependent on the conversation and how much of a hero it made him look like whether or not he was supposed to be on that helicopter. So it's very, very difficult to get. I mean, it's very difficult. That's Trump's whole vibe, right? Like he moves in, so, you know, he moves in darkness. He uses a lot of clouds around him. Is he, isn't he? It's a really easy way. It's an old school way to sort of muffle all criticism because you're like either he's just like that all the time or, you know what I mean? It just gets yeah. really easy. So it's very difficult to to Decisively say whether or not he was supposed to be on that helicopter, but you have more information, or basically all the information we do have about whether or not he everything Trump hasn't said. Yes, what everybody else has said.
0: So Trump claimed, like he, like we've been saying, that he was supposed to be on that flight, but backed out at the last minute because he was quote too busy to leave New York. <laughs> but multiple former executives. Straight out came forward after... Well,
1: what a... I mean, I know that we're just collecting red flags in this, but what yeah. a dog shit excuse that is. Um, you, Mr. New York businessman. Yeah. Hey, um, can you take this business trip out of New York to do business stuff? Since that's kind of like your whole vibe. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Why? Oh, well, I've got... I have business to do. As I'd love to do some business, sir, but I have to do some business, sir.
0: It's... Uh, I, I'm re-watching BoJack Horseman right now, and uh, Vincent Adultman, Yeah. the character that's clearly three kids in a trench coat, that's like... <laughs> Well, what do you do for work? And he's like, business transactions. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, you know, it was a hard day down at the business factory. I did so many business transactions today. Yeah.
1: It's when George Costanza <laughs> was doing imports and exports. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's so, it's so vague. And like, it doesn't make any sense to me as somebody who myself, I definitely go in and out of New York a decent amount for business. Yeah. My partner and all the people around her go in and out of New York for business as it is their jobs. Yes. So i relatively familiar with this. Mm-hmm. It's such a dog shit excuse. I've never in my life, and I'm talking about multimillionaires, I've never heard a single person I know say, oh, no, I can't leave, I, uh... I couldn't possibly come do that business. Yeah, it's a business meeting. You would leave. You'd absolutely, especially in 1989 when you don't have cell phones, you don't have Zoom, you don't have any of this shit, dude. You got to be there. There are so many meetings that you legitimately need to be in the room for. And don't get me wrong, maybe this meeting wasn't that important, but it sounds a whole lot like it was always intended to be. Was he or was he not supposed to be on that flight? Which is a huge red flag because if he was or if he wasn't, it should just be really obvious.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. <gasps> so one of the former executives. Bernie Dillon, who's the vice president of Trump Sports and Entertainment. That's a really good executive name. Yeah. Uh, said, quote, Trump had definitely never planned on being on that helicopter.
1: Oh <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it was a rental. Also, yeah. that's another thing worth pointing out is that was a rental helicopter. Uh, that's fascinating to me because he's known for not doing that.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. known for taking his... I mean, <laughs> we've all seen the past... 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, man. Where he loves to put his name on fucking anything. Yeah, and
1: big gold letters right on the side.
0: Big gold letters, fly around, put him on a building, put them on himself, put them on his kids.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he puts it on everything. And so it's fat. He puts it on steaks, he puts it on mid-level wine, he puts it on everything. He puts it on best taco bowls in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. Uh, but yeah, it, but he will not put it on the... 2024 ballot no that's i just cursed this is what i did (laughs) um so
0: in his own book surviving at the top uh which was released a year after the crash trump wrote or his ghostwriter wrote quote then steve who was one of the hardest working guys i had ever met said donald we gotta run now we've gotta catch a helicopter i very casually look up and say i'll see you guys over the weekend he continues for an instant as they were walking out i thought of going with them I fly down to Atlantic City at least once a week, and I knew that if I made that 45-minute helicopter trip then, we could continue talking business on the way. But there was just too much to do inside the office that day. As quickly as the idea popped into my mind, I decided not to go. Instead, I just said goodbye and went back to reading reports and making phone calls. (laughs) <laughs> he wrote that in a book released a year after the crash. He was like, yeah, I thought about it. But then as quickly as I thought about it, I didn't do it.
1: Hey man, you going on a helicopter? Hey man, you don't want to go on a helicopter. It's just like, it, I, and I guess in all fairness, I should point out that that adds some validity to his claim to me because that is just as absently minded as I would expect him to actually make that decision. Should be, huh? Oh, all right. He's like,
0: you want to go? on?" no, I also like how oh, he's like, yeah, for a brief second, I thought about inviting myself on that helicopter ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: hey, man, the, we're out of here. I was
1: supposed to be at.
0: Hey, man, we're out of here. Yeah. Wait, can I come? I love
1: helicopters. <laughs> yeah. What if this story's really, really different? And we're like, yeah, this is where he hides how he was supposed to be on the, you know, we're, we're looking at it as this dude who's now had this organization that got him to the presidency and done all this stuff there's no reason to give him that much credit there's the story is probably far more embarrassing and they were all leaving and kind of picking on him and they're like hey donnie you want to come with us and he was like oh yeah let me just get out my stuff they're like fuck you you're not coming with us you fucking sack of shit hang out with your weird old man (laughs) you retarded kids we don't care about you and then they got on the helicopter he was like i was was supposed, you know i was supposed to be on that helicopter i was supposed to be like he's doing the press conference and everybody thinks he's emotional and sad he's like i was supposed to be there like he wanted to take the bullet for him but he's just I will I'm important I could have did A business death too (laughs)
0: Uh, It's like One reporter was like Yeah Three of the most important Smart businessmen In New York's history Died in a helicopter crash And he's like You know I was supposed to be On that helicopter I'm also one of yes. the smartest, yes. most <laughs> businessmen. Yeah. Just like Mark Wahlberg and fucking uh, Seth McFarlane being like, you know, I was supposed to be there at nine <laughs> yeah, 11. Mark of. Wahlberg being like, if I was on that plane that day, it'd be different. But I would have said was,
1: racial slurs. He <laughs> was busy fucking committing hate crimes in yeah. South, Philly, or South Boston. Hey, hey, Mark Wahlberg
0: was like, nine 11 would be different if I was on that plane. But sadly I missed my flight as I was throwing rocks at black people. <laughs> Real thing he did. Look it up. Yeah, um, yeah. So the things that happened the years following that plane crash, Trump kept going back and forth. Yes, helicopter. I was supposed to be. Er, a helicopter yeah, helicopter crash. crash. My bad.
1: You sound like Trump. Uh,
0: yes, I was supposed to be on that plane. <laughs> that is Trump said. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, the, I was supposed to be on that train. <laughs> I was supposed
1: to be on that submarine. I understand. It's very. It's very surprising.
0: But uh, Trump then pushes O'Donnell, this third-rate executive, into the hot seat, and O'Donnell recalls that. Trump had panic in his voice about the future of the casinos before the funerals of the executives even were thought of. <laughs> That's how quickly he was like, fuck. And it's like, yeah, I know, man. Three of your executives just got murdered. He's like, no, but what about my hotels? Which, once
1: again, is like... Uh <laughs> It really, This dude is just a master of his craft because it could go either way. You could be like, well, either he was just very selfish and business-minded and his immediate thought was, oh, shit, three of my businesses don't have a boss, Mm -hmm. or it's a sign of tremendous premeditation, and he went, cool, they're dead. I can pull the trigger. I'm going to do my thing now. And it's him launching a plan, you know? But because he's so fucking fucked in the fucking everything. He's such a kooky bird. Or at least he has the wool over most people's eyes that he is such a kooky bird. Yeah. It's just so hard to be like, yeah, he definitively meant to do that. I, like, even now, we're here doing this, and I'm trying to be as partial as possible, or impartial as possible, despite being as partial as possible, and I still see the guy as, like, this infantilized fucking insecure moron, because that's all I see when I see him. And, you know, it's just, I have a hard time believing that, I I think he's evil enough to conspire to kill these people, but I don't think he's smart enough yeah to conspire enough to kill like look at how bad his revolution went last january yeah <laughs> yeah he's not good at this
0: uh O'Donnell then went to go and say that donald was beginning to have an immense amount of pressure from the banks bondholders and investors when it came to his hotels which is yeah because you owed them
1: a lot of money not because anybody died yeah so the year hey, now listen, i know your friend just died um he owes me a ton <laughs> of money <laughs> So, the
0: year turns, it's now 1990, and Trump's plaza's revenue suffered a sharp decline due to competition from its newly opened sister property, the Trump Taj Mahal.
1: Okay. So- Cannibalizing their own sales.
0: Yes. uh, Quote, there was this constant need to take as much cash out of the business as possible on a monthly basis to service other debts, explained O'Donnell. I mean, that's Trump for you. Yeah. He continued, there was, in the back of my mind, how are we going to plan the future of this company if we're just going to take the cash out of it? Well- as problems mounted, Trump blamed the casino's failures on the decisions of the deceased executives of to the press. Did. Yeah,
1: of course, of course. Don't speak ill of the dead, but you can blame them for the, all of your problems. <laughs> What's a better
0: scapegoat than the three guys that just died in a helicopter crash? Yeah,
1: man, like, <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: it's
1: a very good alibi. Like, well, it's not a good alibi, but it's a very effective alibi. It's just an expensive one.
0: Yeah, uh, O'Donnell said that he pleaded with Trump not to use, quote, the convenient excuse that he could blame two dead men for his problems with all uh, all of his other investments. <laughs> Trump refused, and O'Donnell said that he resigned as a result. Trump <laughs> says he was fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no shit he does. Trump think, thinks he's still president. He has a real difficult...
0: So, a year after the helicopter crash, the Trump Taj Mahal newly opened it opened in 1990 it's killing trump plaza taj mahal three is open executives and three executives
1: built, built on a blood sacrifice what if that's what it was <laughs> maybe the taj mahal required the blood sacrifice of five individuals because trump deals with the devil everybody knows that yeah yeah maybe maybe his cabal call, called upon we'll get into the theories here in a second but maybe he needed five lives So the Trump Taj Mahal
0: is clearly doing great, right? It killed Trump Plaza. It's now a year open. It's 1990. It's nearly $3 billion in debt and went bankrupt in 1991.
1: How are none of his businesses fronts? Like the thing I don't understand about Don Trump is like all the stuff that he does, you would think was just a cover up of a greater theft. Yeah. But then you peel it back and you're like, where's all the fucking, where's the theft? And he's like, oh, I don't steal. And it's like, you're just. What? (laughs) It's like pulling over a person who's got to be fucking drunk. Like, there's no... I would like to talk to, like, a a criminal pathologist about him, or just a cop. Yeah. Because, like, you pull over a person who you're like, you're fucking drunk. I know you're fucking drunk. And you can't prove it. You're like, I don't smell the alcohol, but you're driving, like, absolute shit. You're slurring all your words. You blew under the limit i don't know how to prove this but i know you're fucking drunk it just feels like it's the same thing like, it's got to be so frustrating well, like i god i don't know how i'm gonna prove this but i know it when
0: when when trump always talks about it, he's like yeah my father gave me a small loan uh, yeah. that's all the money he had and continues to have he just moves it from thing <laughs> yeah. to thing he has a million dollars here and then that starts to die so he moves it to the next thing moves it Like, imagine he's opening- never lost any money because he just constantly moves it from <laughs> He doesn't trust bank accounts, he just has businesses as bank
1: accounts. Yeah, he just keeps them all in everything's just in equity. Well, so they can't take it from him. Yeah. Yeah. That's so why he's always <laughs> moving it around. That's, that is a funny idea though. They're just playing hot potato with all of his money.
0: So the Trump Taj Mahal goes bankrupt in nineteen ninety one after three billion dollars in debt. And in nineteen ninety two, both the Trump Plaza and the Trump Castle declare bankruptcy as well. Well, what a shame. So you know? now the three
1: executives and the companies they sought out or like looked after Are all gone. As a former New Yorker, one thing I can say about Trump that I hate more than anything else he's done, and I'm probably going to cancel for saying this, but when he bought the Plaza Hotel, the first thing he did is he ripped out the Trader Vicks. Fuck you, man. (laughs) What kind of soulless person sees a Trader Vicks in a Plaza Hotel and their first thought is like, this is like one of the original Trader Vicks, right? Fuck my ties. Like, what is wrong with that,
0: man? He's like, "They're my ties are all wrong. This doesn't even have orange juice in it."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where's all the gasoline? So it's that that's what is going to transition me into our first theory yeah. is the fact that these three executives are dead and within 2 years, uh, 3 years technically, all of the properties they watched over are now bankrupt and gone. So that seems like a weird coincidence
1: to me. There are so many weird coincidences. Like that's the fucked up thing about the story. It's we prefaced it at the beginning, but like the reason it feels so much like a conspiracy is it just feels too clean cut. And it's, Why is everything a fucking red flag? Why is the helicopter rented? Why is it a reliable helicopter that shouldn't have this problem? Why is the way that it crashed exactly the only way this helicopter ever has a problem? What you know what I mean? Like there are just so many things about what happened that just feel weird. That on top of that, the fact that the people involved were involved in these properties that were amid a great deal of controversy, bankruptcy, you know, theft. Wage bullshit, treating people terrible, all the bad things that happen to those casinos, the burman, the, the bloom and the burst. And like, that's so much money to go through hands or through bank accounts, as we've just mentioned, that it wouldn't, it's impossible. I believe if you're a rational person to look at that and be like, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. No, it isn't. I don't know exactly which detail is missing. It might just be the color of the fucking helicopter, I guess, (laughs) but there is something missing from this that does not make it all line up. It doesn't make any sense. It's too convenient. It could have happened just as likely as it couldn't have happened. And yeah, proportional bias will tell us that because it's a significant thing, we think it had to have a significant cause. I feel that that's not what I'm saying. I think the cause is believable. I think that, cause happened. I think the rotor came off. I think it came off because of micro fractures. Why did it come off though? Like, yeah. Who, who was, I, d- I struggle to think that it was a manufacturer's error, and I struggle to think that it wasn't manipulated in some way, because it just happened at the most convenient fucking time.
0: Yeah, so the first theory of being Occam's Razor, it was all coincidence, and I think we can all quickly say that's not the fucking case. I mean,
1: if that's what you think it is, I have a hard time believing that you sat through 40 minutes of podcast to get here. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're firm believers. I even said at the beginning there was going to be a lot of speculation in this one, because yeah, while that is definitely the decided upon, hey, officially Legally, this is what's happened. We don't believe that shit. And no. they say that about a lot of things that are wrong all the time. So none of us need to really hold that too close. Let's go ahead and toss that fucker out the window. Yeah, first theory, coincidence, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it wasn't. we don't believe it was a coincidence. That's why we've spent the past 40 minutes talking about it. So if it wasn't a coincidence, was it meant to kill Donnie too? Yeah,
0: so that brings us up to the second theory. Was it an outside force uh, brought upon this whole scenario And was it trying to kill Trump?
1: Yeah, like was this a conspiracy to kill Donald Trump? I mean, he owed a lot of people a lot of fucking money. Yep. And like a lot of sketchy people, where him and his father made their nut in New York on properties where like you run into some larger, we'll call them Irish and Russian influences. Mm-hmm. When people talk about Trump being um, you know, a Russian asset or whatever, I'm like, Do you just not know who owns half the property in New York City? Of course the Trumps are Russian assets. They yeah. have to be. Their neighbors are Russians, so and then all the rest of them are IRA or Chinese. Yeah. Like not most of New York isn't even owned by americans Mm. yeah so the idea that they don't have some of those ties i don't believe now that being said i don't think the ira would have a hard time coming up with a helicopter to drop that motherfucker out of the sky and because dude it landed on the freeway yeah if you were trying to kill somebody and make a point think about just everybody for a moment take a deep breath close your eyes and imagine donald trump was on that helicopter when it hit the ground it would have been such a statement to anybody like him in his organization or any fucking crony that was interested in screwing over any future party yeah Every person you screw over, you're screwing us over on these three casinos. How about we drop all four of you out of the fucking sky in the middle of the freeway so everybody sees it in the middle of the morning. Yeah. Everybody will see it. It will be unmissable. It might as well be on the 5 o'clock news.
0: And let let us drop you on the freeway outside of fucking town because this is our town.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you go back to fucking New town. Jersey. Yeah, get the fuck out of it. Go back to Atlantic yeah. City where you belong.
0: So I, I do see that being more of a more of a reasonable lead. Like, yeah. I mean, if you owed people money, if you owed people, what kind of person has the money to start a helicopter rental company? Yeah. <laughs> it's people with a lot of fucking money. Yeah, man. So if know you know how much one
1: helicopter costs.
0: Yeah. If you <laughs> had- know how
1: much one tiny little plane costs.
0: Yeah. I mean, a two-seater plane, to put this into perspective, I've looked at a two-seater plane just to see how much it would cost, and a small two-seater- kit plane, like, you build it your fucking self, still costs almost
1: half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, planes are expensive, man. And even if you want, like, an old Cessna or something, you can kit it for six figures. You usually get it for about a hundred, but that's so expensive. And we're talking about one tiny little plane, so imagine a bunch of helicopters, enough of enough money to rent them out like we're talking about deep 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 pockets here yeah. there's a lot of very very deep money these are you can't go to a store and buy a helicopter yeah that's not how it works that's how you buy these things especially if you're buying a new one a flight a fleet vehicle like this you have to have fleet insurance you have to have all this stuff so the people that they're dealing with you would definitely need to be able to uh you'd have to have some money yeah. in order to do it and all the people involved have that that box is fully ticked and it, it's not just money it's like they got the money necessary. If we were talking about the IRA or if we were talking about a group of, you know, or heaven forbid, they are, at least the IRA are cool, the Irish mob or the Russian mob or people who do own a lot of New York that maybe said you yeah. fucked them over on some buildings, I don't see that there would be a hard time just dropping them out of a helicopter. And they would have the means, they'd have the money, they'd have everything. They they'd need.
0: have everything. They'd have the, I mean... Because these
1: are bigger organizations than the Trump organization. I mean, Trump aspires to be something like this. You know, yeah. he wants to be the Gomorrah. He wants to be... He he wishes that his organization was capable of being the fucking mafia. He said it when he was, you know, at Ukrainian Christmas, he was talking about how he wished that he had, you know, the German generals and all that stuff. He's incapable of building the loyalty necessary to have an organization that could do something like what. The Irish can do, or like what a mob can do, what the what the Sicilian mob can do. They can accomplish things through community that he never could because he doesn't take care of people. Yeah, he burns yeah. too many bridges. Yeah, it's it's being hood rich. Like I grew up in poor neighborhoods. The biggest drug dealer in the neighborhood always gives out turkeys on Thanksgiving. That that's just how it works, and that's. He's the mayor of the neighborhood. That's how it works. He's yeah. the boss man around here because he makes sure that everybody gets fed when they need to get fed. When you do that sort of thing, you build support. Trump's not that kind of leader. No, so I have a hard time believing that the sort of like the people who hope for the mafioso idea with Trump, he doesn't have it. He's not mm-hmm. cut out for it, at least what we can see externally. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have the type of respect you need to show people to have a good gang. You want a good gang, you got to show respect. That's how you get respect. And I, it doesn't feel like he had it. And it feels like again, if you're talking about people who predominantly. They have all the money they need. They have the power that they need, and they're just brokering in respect. I mean, I don't know how Donnie wasn't taken off the table a long time ago. And so say that's the situation, right? Like, this is 1989. He's relatively young in his career at this point. Say he gets very close, and all four of them are on the block, Mm -hmm. and they have a meeting with him, and he says, hey, listen, I'll turn all the rest of these guys over, and I'll be an asset for the rest of my career. Yeah. There's nothing to believe that if he – this helicopter crash other than you shouldn't kill people no (laughs) but it there's more to insinuate with what happened with this helicopter crash because what if he was supposed to be on that helicopter and they bought him a ticket off of it now he owes them their life yes and look at everything else he went on to accomplish and look at all of the rest of the issues he got into so you're trying to tell me that his relationship with the russians isn't in any way tied to his real estate dealings. Of course it is. A lot of it is. And those were, I mean, 89 is when he was trying to prove that he was a big deal. Yeah. You know? So I just have a hard time believing he didn't make a huge fucking mistake at some point. And that mistake cost him, maybe not his life, but a lot of other people, their lives and his livelihood.
0: Yeah. Um, Which is an excellent theory. It's, it's personally my prevailing theory but we'd be remiss not to bring up other theories.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, and I don't want to stop there. I, d- I definitely don't want to I don't want to leave it to that because I, I, as much as I think that that's likely, this is me we're talking about, the colonel, I think every theory is just as believable. Yeah. And because of that, yeah, man, there's also a very high likelihood that Don could have been involved in this. Now, Donnie J definitely could have had something to do with it. He, I'm not saying that he has um, the lack of will or ability to murder a whole group of people. 100%. I just don't think he has the loyalty of people to have them do it on their own. Yeah. Uh, so... That's why January 6th went the way that it did, because nobody had a fucking plan, because they're not truly loyal to Trump. They're just loyal to freedom. They they're... just don't want to be involved in bullshit, and yeah. they thought they were freeing themselves. That's all they thought they were doing. They thought they were trying to make things better. I legitimately think that. I think the majority of the people who were there thought they were trying to make the world a better place, and I think they were misled, and I think their loyalties were misplaced, mm-hmm. and I think he's shown that yeah I I I don't really get mad at those people I get it man I've done some wild shit in the name of like protecting me and mine it was it it feels like a lot of uh, like rebel without a cause like yeah nobody I mean look what happens when Chansley breaks into the fucking thing right he's already he's got his fucking gear on he's a great mascot he's a dipshit he doesn't do anything when he gets in there. You've got whole groups of people that are coming in with fucking—they're ready. They got mace and cuffs and all this bullshit. But they don't do anything because they, do they never had a plan because he didn't instill in them the respect to go have a plan. Yeah, to be like, oh, we're carrying a flag. This is what we do. This is the direction we walk. Yeah, he doesn't have that. You pick any corner boy. He can tell you what the neighborhood is. Every one like, of
0: them go and take it. And it's like, all right, what do we do now? And he's like. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think you guys had this in you.
1: Right. And the other yeah. way around is like the shot callers are the people who are like, go do that now. Yeah. Or they get you to do it without you even realizing they asked you to do it. He is so far removed from that that it just doesn't feel. He's a spoiled rich kid yeah. who definitely has some malice, but I don't know that he really has the ability to conspire this high. However, with something like this, I have a, the one thing that I'll say about it not being a more professional hit. Are the red flags. Yeah. Now, the reason that I felt like it could be a professional hit, as I mentioned before, is because it could have been a message. Mm-hmm. It could have been uh, because it was so overt and it was so um middle of the day, middle of the freeway, you know, yeah. very, very, very busy um, freeway. It was meant to be seen. It feels like it was meant to be seen. Now, obviously, that's if it was intentional, right? Yeah. With that being the case, it feels a lot like a statement was to be made and a statement can't be made by somebody like Trump in that position. There no. are too many red flags, and there are too many things that tie what's happening back to him. Yeah, so it doesn't. It feels a little less like he was probably responsible. It feels like he just dodged an enormous fucking bullet. Or what I think is more likely is you know he chose to opt out of that bullet and turned it on his his. He was. It's not like he ever had a problem blaming anybody for any problems. No, you know and I mean? and
0: that's the that's the only thing that I would put into this about like maybe he is the one that did it is the fact that he had these companies. You don't, you don't go $3 billion in debt in a year. Especially not in 1989 or 1990.
1: The like construction costs and shit necessary for that to happen because it's all real estate costs and shit. Like that's real money. It's real stuff that you owe. When you're talking about that kind of money, you're not even talking about money anymore. If I owe you 500 bucks, I owe you 500 bucks. Yeah, you can go spend 500 bucks. You can do something with it. This is like moving pieces of land. You know, not to. I mean, that's quite literally what it is. But it's like. I guess I just mean it's so much. It's a commodity that's significantly larger than money. Yeah, it means more than money.
0: If you are knew that the people in charge of these properties uh these properties were going under um and they weren't on board with taking the fall for it you can kill him now they'll take the fall for it
1: yeah that's that's absolutely and true that's the only As was pointed out right after it happened yeah yeah
0: and that's the only thing that i can By really the guy who works for him that's the only thing i can really point to of why he would be behind it is Hey, I know this shit's going to fall. I need scapegoats. Will you guys be my scapegoats? No, we won't be your scapegoats. All right, well, I'll kill you and make
1: you the scapegoats. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'll see you this weekend then.
0: Yeah, uh, and that brings me exactly what you said, except for the guy that works for him, brings me to my final theory. Isn't and that's Jack O'Donnell? I mean, if your boss is constantly telling you that you're worthless, you're a third-rate executive, um, you won't amount to anything, and is always talking the praises of these other guys... If you kill those other guys, you now become
1: number one, and I think I think it was a plan that backfired. I mean, I w- my immediate thought when he said that was like, oh, bullshit!" But then I started thinking of Ukrainian Christians, and I started thinking of like, I don't know, man.
0: I don't because I yeah, think somebody might go to bat like that. It'd be like I feel like in Jack O'Donnell's mind, it'd be like, well, he likes these guys better than me. He's done nothing but talk shit about me. If they, if I get them out of the way, I become number one. Yeah. And I think he's like, all He'll right.
1: Finally, approve of me.
0: I can do, uh, to throw wrestling term out here, I can do a face turn in yeah. Trump's eyes. I mean, I can I become Trump's the hero. The WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I can become the hero. I can save these companies. And I think there was more to how much in debt these companies were in and how shittily they were run. That Jack O'Donnell didn't realize that he started this plan. He took the other guys out. He took control. He's like, I'm going to save them. And quickly realized they were past the point of being saved. So I could easily see, as ruthless businessmen are, that he had this great plan to make himself on top. Didn't realize how deep of a hole it was and got trapped in that
1: fucking hole I could see that yeah I could see that I like the idea of him also doing it like as a people pleasing thing Mm -hmm. you know like because the reason I brought up the Ukrainian Christians for those who aren't fans of the show that's what we call the January 6th folks because Ukrainian Christmas is on January 6th yes Um, and also really poetic yeah Um, you know like with those people I also wonder if he wouldn't just it seems like the Trump sycophants Jack O'Donnell doesn't seem like a sycophant he seems like in general he doesn't like him but that's an easy thing Everybody dislikes everybody they once knew when you have a falling out. Yeah. Right? So maybe yeah. it hasn't always he been. He hates them retrospectively. Yeah, I wonder if he wasn't just another Trump sycophant that was like. <laughs> he was like, why doesn't he like me? I know. I have a plan. I'm gonna kill everyone, and then I'll be daddy's favorite. Yeah,
0: a real Eric Trump about it, you know? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that's my my that's- Wait, do you think
1: Eric Trump was the person who caused this. Do you think that Eric does all of uh, Donnie's dirty work because he just wants approval from his dad so bad? No, that's, that's Jared Kushner. <laughs> I was going to say, and that's why it all gets done so poorly. Yeah. It's Eric Trump. Eric t- Trump <laughs> you remember how we used to think of Matt Damon? Yeah. Like the Matt Damon. That's what I think of when I think of Eric Trump. Like when he says his name, you know me, I'm not a, like a, democrat or whatever but i think of eric trump and just dude he's such a fucking mouthpiece that haircut that haircut's not doing him any favors huh what is that he looks like his entire fucking face it looks like you comb i don't know how but it looks like he combs his hair from his fucking cheeks back (laughs) it's so slicked back and it's so just like my dad made me do this on the way yeah he looks like like he pushed back Uh he looks like he, he looks like like when you're right outside of church and you're walking in and your dad's like, what the fuck? And he like spits in his hand and fixes his hair. And it just looks like he's had that hair his entire life.
0: Eric Trump looks like someone tried to draw Peyton Manning from memory. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, Eli Manning. Eli, Eli Manning, Manning tried to draw Peyton Manning yeah.
0: from um, memory. But yeah, so those are, those are our theories. Yeah, Either man. Trump had something to do with it. Trump was supposed to be on that uh, helicopter. Some outside force
1: had something to do with it. It was pure coincidence. Or yeah, what Jack- if it was divine intervention? What if all of these fucking QAnon crazy lunatics are right, and he is, Trump basically is Jesus come to life, and this is one of, like, a number of instances in his life that reaffirmed to him that he is the second coming? Because he was like, I have supposed to die. I have supposed I to die. I have died. supposed to you die. Know, you know what? That is probably yeah, how he Yeah, that is how he would it. say it. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I have supposed <laughs> to die so many times, and yet here I am. You know, he seems like the type of guy who would assume that his survival is designed to test other people. Yeah, you ever meet those folks? Yeah, we're like, yeah, I'm 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 here to make sure everybody else stays sharp. Motherfucker, you sound like a problem.
0: Yeah, um, only a couple people will
1: get this when I just say this
0: name, Thorn. Um, we know, uh, me and my friend group know exactly a person like this who nothing is ever his fault. And he was put on this earth to challenge everyone else. And yes, he does use the word female on Facebook. <laughs> oh, he
1: uses Facebook. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He uh, he regularly goes on rants about how uh, females don't give him a chance because he's hi- a higher
1: being than them. Uh huh. I don't think you can uh, say the word females and not be on a rant. Oh, 100 percent. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you don't find that a lot of. Uh, like Hallmark cards <laughs> Dear for the females in your life. Happy International Female Day. <laughs> have a good day, bitches. <laughs> no, that's just kind of sick. I would stuck. love a card. Yeah, a happy girls International girls. Women's have Day. day bitches. Have a good day, bitches. <laughs> yeah, happy Women's Day. Have a good day, bitches. All uh, right. Well, let us know what you guys think. Do you think Trump conspired? To, to kill his executives? Do you think somebody conspired to kill him and uh, he dodged the bullet? Do you think he negotiated? He's the, the art of the deal. Do you think that he negotiated his way out of possibly being... In this helicopter, and do you think that that has since gone on to cause problems um, in his presidency and and in the country? Do you think that he is an asset, and do you think he's an asset because of what happened? Let us know in the comments. We love to hear from you guys. We really do. We do. Um, the comments are by far our favorite part of this. Yes, uh, it's really leave fun. a comment. Don't text me. Yeah, leave a, <laughs> please leave a comment. Uh, it is really nice though. It's nice to interact with everybody. It's cool. We, uh, you know, we we love sitting here and talking to each other about this stuff. But it's really great to get a little interaction with everybody else too. Um, but yeah, so that's that's today's story. Uh, again, the October 10th crash, this helicopter crash. Um, this is part one of our "Did Trump Really Do It" story. About, yes, and we're probably going to find some other. If you know of some other instances where he probably maybe killed some people, leave it in the comments. Yeah, we'll let have us know. To look into that. Yeah. Uh, but next week we are going to talk about Ivana falling down some steps um, right before the entire family was supposed to be deposed in a criminal case. Yep. Uh, again, about real estate in New York. So, sound familiar? Well, it's going to next week. But <laughs> with that said, uh, we're on to our favorite part of the show, other than the comments that get left at the end, and that's the, uh, the riddle time.
0: Yes, so last week's riddle was, <coughs> Ooh, what can go up a chimney down, but can't go down a chimney up? And I got a lot of incorrect answers for this one. Wow. Harsh, um,
1: dude. You didn't have to say that. I got a lot of people who fucked it up.
0: Uh, a lot of people said smoke. A lot of people said fire. The answer is an umbrella. Yep. An umbrella can go up a chimney while it's down, but it cannot go down a chimney while it's up.
1: It gets stuck on the top. Uh, one could probably make the same argument about a parasol. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> this week's uh, riddle is, what do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common?
1: Let us know in the comments. Let us know what you think happened to these executives. Do you think Trump was behind it? Do you think he was supposed to die, too? We love you guys very much. We will be here at the same time next week-ish. You know, we're doing our best. And also, if you miss us, find us on TikTok. We got a little news show there. We're there pretty much every day. We love you guys, and we'll see you around the bend. Bye. Sick, dude. Great podcast. Hell yeah.
0: That was so good.